Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. God, we love Jesus, and we're just celebrating all that God has done. Amen? We're celebrating all that God has done and what He's going to do. So maybe you're, you're on the other side of that right now. Maybe this is your first time to church. Maybe you're, you're, uh, you've been questioning God. You've been questioning, Lord, what is, uh, like, even the existence of God. This is a safe place. Just come and just know, man. Just, just come and just say, okay, God, if you're real, speak to me. If you're who you say you are, who this Bible says you are, then God, just come and, 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 and come to life in me and let him do the work. Like soften your heart. Like say, we pray that. I pray that all the time. God, I pray that you would take those hearts of stone and give them hearts of flesh. I pray that for the person that's hard-hearted, those, those my family, some of my friends, some of my neighbors, that they would just have a heart of flesh. And maybe that ought to be your prayer. God, give me a heart of flesh today. Help me to, to soften my heart, not to be so hardened to the, the world and what I've been raised in or maybe what somebody else has taught me. God, just, if you're real, then speak to me today. Be open this morning for the word. Be open to what God wants to say to you. Be open to this message this morning because I'm believing God has a word for us this morning. We've been prayed up. We've been fasting. We've been in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah, it ended today. <laughs> oh man, I still haven't eaten yet. I had some candy in the car on the way over here, but I didn't eat yet. I, uh, oh no, I had, some, I had some Girl Scout cookies this morning. At 4.30 this morning, I had some Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints, chilled. You have to put them in the refrigerator. Got to eat them cold. Uh, but that's it. So, um, but I'm super, super excited. We're prayed up, we're fasted. Um, and I hope that if you don't have a church home, you'd consider making Renew Your Church. We're doing a series that starts today. It's a series on stress. Maybe you got the mailer. We put a mailer in, in, uh, in our community right around here. Um, just talking about that. And, and so for the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about these things that, that, that have to do with stress, the big stuff, and how to find focus in the midst of it. We're going to be talking about finding victory in the conflict. And that doesn't mean winning the arguments. Some of y'all are really great debaters, right? You just know how to beat everybody down with your arguments. That's not victory. Let me just give you a hint on that. When we get to it, finding victory is different than that. Finding victory in the midst of the conflict and your, your arguments. And then the third one after this, uh, the, so the fourth week is uh, living out your purpose. Finding your purpose, living it out. So we're excited about that. But next week, I had to, in, in, because of the, the special day that it is, does anybody know what next Sunday is by chance? Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. And so, you know what? I, I get to play quarterback here every once in a while. Um, I kind of look like Peyton Manning. I've been told that before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that ugly guy. Yeah, you really do look like him. Um, but I called in an audible. I called in an audible. And so we're pushing pause on the series. I know it's only one weekend, but there, I've got an opportunity to do something that I, would, I think would be awesome. I have tickets for air. I'm just kidding. I wish I did. Uh, I would need to take out like a $1 billion loan for that. But we got an opportunity to do something that I think would even be better than tickets to the Super Bowl and could impact the biggest football day of the year. You know, I'm not a huge fan of either of these teams that are in it. I, I can't even remember who they are. The 40 who? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I do like that one guy, that Mahomes guy. That guy's good, right? Give him a round of applause. Come on. He's good. And he knows Christ. He's, a, he's got a relationship with Jesus. So we have this thing that's happening. Um, it's Football Sunday. I want you to watch this quick video, and then uh, I'll come back and talk about it. 
Hey everyone, this is Prince Mukamara. I'll be telling my story in your church on Super Bowl weekend. So bring a friend as we experience faith and football together. So next week is football Sunday. How many of y'all excited about that? Come on, let me hear you. There are going to be some, some special uh, speakers that are going to be sharing. There's going to be telecast. It's a telecast. I know you're like, seriously, you're going to have an NFL player here? It's a telecast. But like, we have an opportunity to be a part of it. I'm excited about it. So I, I think, I don't know where my guy is. I don't know where my quarterback is. I had a couple of quarterbacks. Here they come. So um, as you see these guys like uh, get ready, um, we got number 88. He's with the, the Cowboys. Wow. Cow- oh, man. You shouldn't clap for that guy. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, let him go, guys. Let, let him, in light of football Sunday, let these balls go. Okay, you guys, get your hands up. All right. That's it. That's it. That's all the fun we can have. Y'all can uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, uh, Quarterbacks, wannabe quarterbacks, we appreciate it. <laughs> no, but uh, it is going to be really, really cool. Um, there's going to be testimonies from a couple of the players from both of the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Super Bowl teams that are going to be there. Rumor has it, it's a rumor, but rumor has it that Patrick Mahomes may actually be one of the speakers in the, in the uh, telecast. So I just encourage you, man, the game doesn't start till 6 o'clock. Be here at 1030 next Sunday for this. It's going to be a great time. Invite somebody. We're going to put it out on our social media and let them know. All right, so that's all of my announcements. Let me get into the word this morning. Uh, and, and I start the word with three jokes. So here's the format. So you can kind of take notes and you can kind of time yourself and know how long it's going to be. Wow, like it's already 1115. Three jokes, three stories Uh, and then we're done. Okay. So jokes first. Okay. Three jokes and then we're done. So, um, my daughter taught me this, the nine-year-old. Okay. So if you don't like it, you can blame a nine-year-old. Okay. So here it is. Uh, I'm going to tell you two short jokes and one long one. Okay. You guys ready? Two short ones, one long one. Joke, joke, joke. Oh man. She's really disappointed in you right now. She's really upset. I'm going to tell her. She's probably not going to sleep tonight. So we're already halfway through the message. Three jokes are done. Now we're into the, 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 uh, the, the serious part. I'm talking about stress less. And finding stress. Like, there, isn't it easy to get stressed out in the midst of disorganization? I don't know about you, but my garage is like, it's the, the everything just goes to my garage. And I'll clean it. And then literally like the next five minutes later, somehow it turns into a mess again. It's magical. That's why there's entire TV shows dedicated. There, there are stores called like the container store in different places that, that just sell stuff to help you get disorganized. I mean, get organized in your disorganization. <laughs> to help you get disorganized. They do that really well. That's what, that's what it's all about. Like, and, and disorganization stresses me out. I don't know about you, but like when I walk into my garage, like I just like, oh crud, I have to go out to the garage. I have to take the trash out. I do not want to do that right now because it stresses me out. There's this lady and she's become kind of a household name. Uh, how many of you have ever heard of this lady, seen this lady? Her name is Marie Kondo. Have anybody ever seen this lady that's on the, the screen? Do you guys have that on the screen? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. All right. So Marie Kondo, she's on Netflix. So um, this lady. All right. So so she is like a a uh, 
phenomenon, right? She has done something with, with her uh, organizational skills that caused people to, um, you know, just to, to listen and follow her and subscribe to her and read her books. And, and she walks on the red carpets at, at famous events and stuff. And all it was was based on some kind of like organizational techniques, right? And so she'll take a hold of a shirt. I was watching it on YouTube. She'll take a shirt and she'll ask the question of the shirt. She'll like hold the shirt in her hand and she'll, she'll kind of look at it there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I crazy? She'll kind of go, she'll ask, does this spark joy? And she'll just kind of sit there for a second. And if it sparks joy, she's going to go like this. Ching. I don't know if I did it very well. Like that. That was the right noise, right? Yeah, that's what she does. And, and then if it doesn't, she's like holding it for a second, deciding if this one shirt is going to spark joy. And then she, if it's not, she goes, and then she smiles again. It only, it only unsparks joy for just a second, and then, and then she smiles again. I, I, like, I don't really understand it, but we're going to get organized this year. We're going to talk about letting go of some things this year, letting go of some things that drag you down. Starting with my garage. So the application to my messages is to come over to my house right after church. We're going to get the garage done, and then I'm going to maybe help you with yours next year or the year after that. Luke chapter 15 is my text this morning, all right? Luke chapter 15. And, and just to give you some context, even before we put it up on the screen, actually, go ahead and put that first verse. Go ahead. Go ahead, Amor. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees... And the teachers of the law, I mean Pharisees, and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Okay, so Jesus has a group of people following him, and they were the tax collectors and the sinners. Like he has an entourage, but it's the bad entourage. It's it's not the good group. And these people are known as the sinners and the tax collectors. So sinners is a pretty simple definition, right? A sinner is a person that breaks a known law of God. So if you go into the Bible, you look in the Old Testament, you see those commandments, whether it be the 10 or the 600 others, and you break that law, you are a, uh, like, okay, let's give an example. Bible says don't steal. You steal. Um, you're a thief. Uh, that means, a.k.a. you're a sinner, right? I, I think I'm a sinner. I'm a, all of us have sin. The Bible says it, actually. So that one makes sense. He says he's, he's got these people around him, and they're sinners. And then there's the tax collectors. That's not as relevant to our modern day. Like, we don't have tax collectors standing on the corners or going door to door. But let me just tell you, these people were not good people. They were not the right kind of people that you wanted to have hanging around you. Why? Because they were thieves just like the others, but they were protected by the Roman law. They were protected. These guys, they were Jewish. They represented Rome. So they were like the agents of Rome, but they were Jewish. And they would literally rip off their own friends and family. So they would show up there and they would know them because my cousin was your you know, you know, brother-in-law, whatever the case may be. And then they would represent Rome, rip you off, take your money, tax you in other words, and, and on top of it, they would skim it. They would take portions of it, and they would keep it for themselves, put it in their pocket. So no one liked them because everyone knew that's the kind of people they were. So Jesus had that group, the sinners and the tax collectors. And then there's another group, the, the Pharisees. I call them Pharisees. And the religious teachers. And Jesus didn't really get along with that group either. Like, they had an attitude towards Jesus from the very beginning. Here's what Jesus said, though, to them in one other uh, text in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 23. When he was talking about the Pharisees and the religious leaders, he said, Woe to you, 
teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Okay, so these are people that studied the Bible, studied the Old Covenant, Old Testament. He said, you hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs. You hear that? Whitewashed tombs? That doesn't sound good. Like the first part sounds good, the second part doesn't. You are like a whitewashed tomb, which looks beautiful on the outside, but on the inside is full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. That's what Jesus called these people. In the same way, on the outside you appear to be people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Jesus saw right through them. In another verse, he says he even calls them snakes. Like Jesus didn't quite get along with the guys that were the religious people of the day. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, it says in that verse, verse 2, it says they muttered. I can't stand when people mutter. I need you to speak clearly. And my wife hates it when I mutter, so I need to speak clearly. But like they muttered, this man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. This man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. And so to answer why Jesus welcomes sinners and tax collectors, Jesus tells three stories. Okay, so here we go. Three stories. First one, Jesus tells the story of a shepherd and a sheep. He tells the story of how there, there's a shepherd who has 100 sheep, and he le- loses one. And when he loses that one, guess what he does? He leaves the 99, and he goes after the one. And when he finds it, he calls all of his friends. He calls everybody, and he throws a party for a sheep. Jesus says that's what it means to be around and to love sinners and the tax collectors. And and I need you to know that's the love of God for us. Like he is that shepherd. Amen. And he cares about you and he leaves the 99 just for you. He then tells another story. And he tells the story about this woman with this lost coin. And she loses one. And she tears up her house, it says, until she finds it. And then she calls her friends when she finds it, and throws a party. Like she has a party for a silver coin, for a nickel or whatever it is. Like that's the kind of love that the Father has. Jesus says, you are my valuable possession, and I'm going to tear up the house till I get you back. Like Jesus is pursuing you, and that's why you're here today. Like that's the love of God. Amen? That's why Jesus eats with the tax collectors and the sinners because Jesus was connected to them, Jesus loved them, and Jesus was praying for those hearts of stone to become hearts of flesh. And he cared about them each and every single one, no matter what they've done. I feel like that this is building to something. Like he starts with the sheep, then he talks about the coin, and then he goes to the last story. And this is the last story in my message. And I think sometimes, like for me, this is like my, one of my favorite parables of Jesus. So, so Jesus is telling this as a story. It's not, not a true story. He's using it to, to prove a point or to make a point. So Jesus tells this story in Luke chapter 15, and I'm going to read it. Luke chapter 15, starting at verse 11. Uh, the words are on the screen. You can also, as Mikey said, pull it up on a Bible app. It says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them, and not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, and he set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. Like, stop right there, and let's talk about that for just a second. It says, Jesus, Jesus says, this young man 
this heir to his father that takes his inheritance. It says he squandered his wealth in wild living, like he wasted it. If you read on, and, and we'll, you can get to that, but later on in the story, it actually clarifies how he squandered it. And it says he squandered it on prostitutes. That's how bad these guys were. And then it says, verse 14, after he had spent everything, this is nobody else's fault. It wasn't, it was his. Like there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. Okay. So like this wasn't something that like he made a bad business deal. This wasn't something that somebody robbed him or ripped him. He wasted his own money. And once he found out like what, what happens when you run out of money, you run out of friends, especially if they're not real. And so like he's at this place where he is in need. It says he began to be in need. There was a severe famine in the country and he began to be in need. So he went, he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. I want to stop there for a minute. Let's, let's think about that for just a second. Like Jesus is, is talking to a Jewish audience. Jesus is Jewish. I mean, he's a descendant of Abraham and he's saying that this son was sent in the story to feel, feed pigs. Okay, so pigs are not kosher. So it's against their religion. In fact, Leviticus chapter 11 says the pig, because it's part, it parts the hoof and it's cloven-footed, but does not chew the cud, it is unclean to you. You shall not eat of any of their flesh. So in other words, you're not hanging out with pigs. You don't feed pigs. And, and, and like you're, you're just not, that's not what you do. That's not, that's not the job of a Jewish person. And one more thought on this. Like, it was more of a, probably more of a mud pit than it was a field. Like, it, it was this place, like, pigs, have you ever seen pigs just, like, out in the field, like the cow pastures? No, right? They, they, they might be in a big open space, but what do they do? They, they congregate around mud holes. They find moisture, and then they wallow. That's what pigs do. Pigs don't act like cows. They don't act like horses. They find horses. They, they find moisture. Why? Because they don't sweat. Isn't that really gross? Anybody want something to eat right now? That, that's, I don't know why they don't sweat. but uh, So they find moisture mixed with dirt, and it makes the perfect habitat for a pig. That's where the pigs are. And so here's this Jewish guy, this young son, this heir to, to his father's inheritance that has found himself in a pig pen, in a mud hole. You see, the young son decided that he wanted it that way, and he wanted, he wanted what was his before it was actually his time. Like he said, give me my inheritance. He was saying to his dad, dad, you're dead to me. Like he was declaring his independence. He made the declaration, dad, I want what's mine. Even though I didn't earn it, even though I don't deserve it, give me what is mine and give it to me now. So when you start down a road that you think leads to the good life, it might start that way, but it could easily end up dead ending in a place that you least expect. Doing something that you never would have done in ways that you never thought you would. But it all starts with that very first decision. It all starts with that very first decision for this guy, the younger brother. He wanted it. He deserved it. And he didn't need his dad ruining everything for him. He wanted to live his life. He wanted to enjoy his youth. But when the money ran out, the friends ran out, the food ran out, the fun ran out, and then the famine showed up. That's how life sometimes can be, can't it? That's how life can be for us sometimes. When, when the party's over, like when you're in trouble or when you're in need, where are your friends? That's how you find out who your real friends are. 
That's how you find out who the people are that really care about you. You see this young son, he never planned for his life to turn out like this. So what did he do? He went and he hired himself out to a guy that sent him to feed to his fields to feed his pigs. So he's feeding them, and it says in verse 16, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. He longed to fill his stomachs with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Like, think about that for just a second. It's as if he was jealous of the pigs. How much worse could you be? How much lower could your low get to? And it says, but no one gave him anything. You see, that's, that's called the crisis point. That's the point where Jesus is sometimes taking us to. Have you ever heard that saying, it's always darkest before the dawn? Like, he was at the very darkest point in his life. And that was for him the crisis point. But I have news for you. Sometimes the crisis point is the best place to be. Here's why. Because the very next verse, it says, when he came to his senses, I think, I I don't know if you guys have that that verse of scripture up there or not. I I need you to think about this. Here's Here's the young man surrounded by mud, surrounded by pigs, has nothing to his name. Nobody cares about him. No one will give him anything. There's a famine in the land. He's far from home. It is bad. He's at the lowest of low. And he's jealous of the pig. And he's holding this pig pod thing in his hand. And in walks Marie Kondo. Pretty hair, perfect, you know, iron blouse. and Just everything's together. And she looks at him and she goes, does this bring you joy? Ching. No. No. You see, he held that pig pod in his hand, and he realized that this stuff doesn't spark joy for me. All the stuff that I've done, the money, the life, the lifestyle, the wild living, and now I'm feeding pigs for a living and, 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 and jealous of them at that. See, sometimes it takes that moment for you. It says for you to come to your senses. Like he, he finally realized, wait a second. This is not good. This isn't where I need to be. This isn't where I want to be. I was talking about this story with a friend of mine this week and he was like, man, Trevor, that was me just a few years ago. The thing is, though, I didn't even see it. Like, sometimes it's not as obvious that you're in a pig pen. Yeah, it's really clear when you paint the picture of everybody has left and all the things are bad and literally there's a pig on the ground next to you and you're hungry for his food. But sometimes it's not as obvious. Sometimes you don't see that. This friend of mine, he was dealing with anxiety that led to desperation. And he literally, in, in his youth, he thought he was like dying from this anxiety attacks. And his desperation opened his eyes to finally see the current situation. And it brought him to a place of surrender. Amen. So you don't have to be in the pig pen to come to your senses. Your low might not look like the young son. 
Your pigmen, pig pen may not feel as low as this guy's. In fact, you still might have it all together. You still might, like, in, uh, from the outside looking in, like you've got those things working out. But on the inside, signs of stress are starting to show through. Coming from the seeds of, like my friend, anxiety, depression, desperation, self-worth. The stress is mounting in your life. So you don't think you're in the pig pen. People don't know you're in the pig pen. But you're in the pig pen. You see, for half the group, when Jesus was telling the story, he was talking to the sinner, he was talking to the tax collector, but he was also preaching to the, the religious like the Pharisee and the lawyer. He was talking to those guys too. And he was like, listen, I see you. I know you. You may look like you have it all together, but on the inside, you are dead. Like you are a whitewashed tomb. What's inside of you is not doing you any good. The young son was going after the party and it left him in the pig pen. I don't know what you're going after today, but I want you to know God wants to invite you back home today. Let's read on. Here's what it says. Verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'll set out and I'll go back to my father and I'll say to him. So he's kind of working up his speech, his return speech. He's saying, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. I mean, it's got to be better than this pig pen. It's got to be better than hungry for this pod. So he got up and he went to his father. And listen to this next verse. But while he was still a long way off, it says his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and he kissed him. That's the story of the Father that is good and that loves you unconditionally. So the, th the son had practiced his speech. He had worked on his rehearsal speech, his return speech. He re re rehearsed it and he said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I, and then it stopped. You see, there was more to that speech. He had practiced it, but the father cut him off. And it says in verse 22, but the father said, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, put sandals on his feet, bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let's have a feast and let's celebrate. For this son of mine, he was a dead, he was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he is found. So they began to celebrate. Amen. Today, we're having a party. I don't know if you knew this, but you are in a party. Can I hear that? Can I hear you guys celebrate today? Today, we are going to celebrate because there's some young sons. There's some young daughters. There's some people that have gone away and they felt like they've gone too far to turn back. They felt like they've done some things that there's no way that they can come back. And if they do come back, they're going to need to become a hired servant. They're going to have to come and work under the Father to get it all back. But let me tell you something that I believe that I, I, I know is truth. It is not about your work. It's not about the things that you do. It's about the love of the Father that sees you 
It's about the love of the Father that cares about you. It's about the love of the Father that when you're a long way off, He runs to you. He puts the robe on your back, sandals on your feet, the ring on your finger, and He kills the cow to celebrate your life. Today, there's some people getting baptized. Today, there's some people that are going to say yes to Jesus today. Today, there are people that are going to come home for they were dead and they're alive again. For they were lost and they're found. Renew's kind of life verse or, or, or our theme verse. If you get one of these on your way out, there's a welcome table. We invite you to take one of the, the cups home and information uh, there and, and um inside the cup is one of these little wristbands on it it says second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it says if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old is gone and the new has come here's what i want you to get today here's what i want you to know first of all what you've got to do no matter where you are and you might not think it's as dirty as you think you it is because it may look okay on the outside but if you are in a low place today i need you to first of all come to your senses I need you to open your eyes. I need you to open your ears. I need you to open your heart. Like, allow your senses to come alive. Because some of us, our hearts are so hard that we haven't been able to come to our senses in 10 years. We're so angry at God. We're so frustrated at the way the world has treated us. I need you to stop what you're doing. Don't pass blame. Don't receive blame. Just come to your senses today. Amen? And say, God, what is it that you want to do in me? And the second thing is, is then to declare your dependence on Jesus. See, the young son, he started this message. He started the story by declaring his independence. Father, I don't need you. Father, just give me what's mine. Give me my stuff. I'm going to go. And he squandered it all. He was independent for a season. How'd that work out for you? Man, let me tell you, today would be a great day to take that back and to declare your dependence on Jesus. If you have a rebellious nature, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe you're still the good son. Maybe, though, you struggle a little bit with authority. Don't tell me what to do, right? Don't tell me where to cross the street. Like Norma Butler, I, I learned the first time I came to the school, I learned that like there's a crosswalk. How many of y'all know about that? Anybody, let me hear you if you know about the crosswalk, right? It's inside the parking lot, but there's a crosswalk and I tried to cut it and that little kid with the, the sash on, he looked like a cop, man. He was like, back up, sir. They were respectful, they were good. I was like, don't tell me what to do. Okay, I need to be a pastor. But some of us, we struggle with that, right? We struggle with authority. We struggle with, like, Dennis told me to floss my teeth for 30 years. I've been flossing them for maybe close to 10. But the first 30 years, I was like, that's just a joke. I don't need to floss my teeth. And then I started getting cavities. That's 30 years. Floss your teeth, kids. Floss your teeth. It's time to realize, if you want stress, less stress, you want to stress less come to your senses and come home declare your dependence on the father to the one to, to the one who knows you and that cares about every detail of your life man it is 11:40. we're gonna sing a song I'm gonna come back up 
and I'm going to give an invitation. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to this message. But worship team, come on. Stand with me for just a minute. Would you guys do me a favor? Would you just prepare your heart? Would you just prepare your heart? Would you just come to your senses and say, God, I'm thinking about declaring my dependence today. I'm thinking about coming back to you, oh God. And I'm thinking about just saying, the way I've done it, it's kind of been a little bit messy, a little bit muddy. Today, here and now, declare your dependence on him. We're going to sing a song called, God, I look to you. And afterwards, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. And I pray that you will. I pray that you will. I pray that you will. What better way to end this birthday than celebrating that somebody was lost and he's found again, that he was dead and he's alive. Can we sing this? Let's give a round of applause and let's sing this with all of our heart. the 
far as the young son. Maybe you, maybe you haven't gone as far as young son, squandered on wild living. Uh, but sometimes that's the problem. You aren't at the lowest of low yet. Does that make sense? Like everything is just kind of running. And it might be better for you to be at the lowest of low. Like make this your crisis point. Make this the point in which you're saying, oh God, I'm dependent upon you. Like I'm tired of depending on myself. Yes, I am good. Like I know how to make a living. I know how to like pay my bills and raise my kids and, 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 and set up the retirement plans. God, though, I, I'm dependent upon you. God, I'm dependent upon you. I need you desperately. The best place to be is fully dependent upon God. Let go of those things that don't bring joy. Come back to the Father. See, normally I do a, a baptism orientation class or a baptism orientation call with those that are going to get baptized. We've got three people getting baptized. Little Mr. Bryce Davidson, Larissa Young, and Manuela Barrera. Can we give them a round of applause? So I've already had the opportunity to talk to these three and, and make sure that we understand what it means. But this is going to be a baptism orientation right now, okay? Because maybe there's somebody in the room today that's saying, I need to declare my dependence. And even today, if there was one person today in this room that would say, Pastor, I need to do that. Here's what baptism's all about. It's not just about the, the ritual or the rite. It's not just about the washing of water. Here's what we know baptism to be. Baptism is a dying to yourself. Like as Jesus Christ died and he was buried and then he raised to new life in Jesus. Like that's what God is calling for these candidates, for these three. And so maybe today, maybe for you today, there's somebody this morning that needs to make that declaration. What better day? What better day to celebrate your spiritual birthday than on our renewed birthday? Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's give a round of applause for that. Man, if God is speaking to you, if you're willing, as I've talked to these candidates, if you're willing to die to yourself, to die to your life, and you're willing to allow God to rise up in you, to live for Him. Like maybe you don't have it all figured out, like yet. But you're willing to grow and you're not set on these things that say, Oh, but I'll give everything to God except for this. If you're willing to say, God, I give you everything because I'm declaring dependence. Then I invite you, as a follower of Christ, to take that step to be baptized even today. Here's the first step though, is to become a follower of Christ. So would you bow your heads? you close your eyes with me? Josh, I need you to raise some lights up a little bit for me just so I can see these people in this congregation. Thank you very much. So every head is bowed, every eye is closed, and now with those lights down, I can see you. Nobody else sees you, but this is that opportunity that we take at the end of the service where you're, you've had a chance to kind of think about it, and, and, and I don't know what God's doing in your heart. I don't know what the emotions feel, but if God's like doing something in you and, and and you just know that he's speaking to you today and you're tired of living the way that you've been living the first step is declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior as I mentioned before you don't come to work you don't come to earn it 
We believe as Christians that it's by grace we are saved, that the work was done on the cross, that when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished, and he was talking about you. He was talking about your sin, he was talking about your life, and he said, I'm paying the price for you. If God is speaking to you today, I'm gonna pray a prayer. Just, just a, it's, we call it the prayer of salvation. It's just this prayer that just says, Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm giving my life to you. And if today you want to make that declaration, would you just repeat this prayer after me? All of my Renew crew, all of those that are believers, repeat it after me as well. Re- repeat this out loud as I repeat it. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and make me a new creation. Thank you for dying for me. And because you died for me, I choose to live for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, let's give a round of applause for some declarations. Let me do, let me put the lights down one more time because I'm sorry. It's not because I just can't see. If you made a declaration today, whether it was a brand new commitment or a recommitment, what better day than on your birthday? Maybe you're not ready for baptism. That's cool. You don't have to get baptized today if you raise your hand. But if today you made a decision to follow Jesus or to come back and be dependent on him, would you be so bold as just to raise your hand right now and say, I did it, sir. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Let's give a round of applause. Let's give a round of applause. Let's celebrate all heaven. All heaven is rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we say thank you. We say thank you for the things that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we say thank you. Amen. Mikey, come up. You're going to close us out. If you made a decision and you want to be baptized today, I'm gonna, we, we've got these really awesome shirts. My daughter was wearing one because she was baptized. It says, meet the new me. You'll get that shirt. You'll get baptized in it. And uh, I don't know how you're going to get home. You're going to be wet in the car, but it's all good. It's a great thing to get wet for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Come on, let me hear you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, Mikey. Listen, uh, we have a party today. Do not leave. Renew crew. Do not. um, Let's give the Renew crew a round of applause. Everybody that makes this a reality. Everybody. There's 70 people on this team. And I am so thankful to each and every one of them. They don't get credit. They don't get called up enough. But I love you and I care about you. If you want to be a part of this team, there's opportunities next week. Go to Starting Point. Be a part of that. But we love you guys very, very much. Do not leave without getting free tacos, free custom limited edition t-shirts, the one-year birthday shirts being printed today. There's lots of different designs. The We Love Miami, the the Renew shirts, and the, the birthday shirts. So all of those are happening today, right? And, and, and it only takes like a minute to print it. I just, I just made a rhyme. That was nice. Um, and they're all free. Everything is free today. Okay, so please stay for Tiago's Tacos. Have birthday cake. Do not leave this place. Mikey, take over, bro. Give it up for Pastor Trevor. Man, that, that never gets old, huh? Like seeing people give their life over to Christ. Let's give it up one more time. Yes, Lord. That never gets old. Ever. If you made a decision today and you have that Connect card that we were talking about earlier, we would love it 
we would love it if you would check off that box that you committed your life to Christ and drop it off in one of the boxes on your way out. And so this is the part of our service where we continue to worship God through the givings of tithes and offerings. And like I had mentioned earlier, um, if you don't want to do it in person, that's fine. We have an online option. It's you know going to renew.miami forward slash giving. And so let's pray over that now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for just what you've done in this place, Lord, and what you're doing in hearts and lives, Father. Lord, we thank you for this church, God, this church that you've given your grace, Father, to allow us to be here, Father, and, and worship you and, and to speak your gospel, Father, to these people's lives and into this community, Lord. Lord, we're grateful for every second, God. Lord, we pray that you just continue to have your hand on this ministry and on these people, Father God. And Lord, I just, I pray for this offering this morning, Lord, that it, that you bless it as you always do, Father God, and that you bless these people of this congregation, Father of God. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for, for all the joy that you bring to this community through this church, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. You are now dismissed. And baptism starts in 15 minutes. So let's let's circle around and let's let's celebrate.